It's time for Real World Gardener segment. It's about plant nutrition and on the line I've got Kylie Lance, who's a horticulturalist and TAFE teacher. How are you today, Kylie? I'm well, thank you, Marion. How are you? Excellent. And today we're getting into the nitty gritty of how plants take up nutrients and what are the basic nutrients. Well, we'll probably have it as a two-part series, but let's start off with how do plants take up the nutrients that you apply to their roots and leaves? Okay, so plants take up nutrients mainly through their roots. So um, soil is obviously a major source of nutrients needed by plants for growth. And there's a lot of microbial activity that happens at root level that allows for plants to be able to absorb these nutrients from the soil. So water component of soil also plays a big part in dissolving nutrients for, for plants to be able to take this food network up. So soil is, is, a, is a major, major part of, of plant the plants being able to feed themselves, but uh, there is a, a small capacity for plants to be able to absorb nutrients through their leaves as well. Yeah, I remember reading somewhere that nutrients through the leaves is actually very minimal as compared to what nutrients can be absorbed through the roots. Absolutely, yeah, that's that's correct. And the, the main nutrient that's absorbed through leaves is nitrogen. Okay, uh, now the the next part, of course, leads to what are the nutrient nutrient needs of plants? What do they want? <laughs> that's a very, very broad question. So that's kind of like saying, you know, how far is up? But uh, when we're talking about nutrients for plant growth, we generally tend to break down the minerals into what we call macronutrients or the major nutrients. And then we have what we call our micronutrients. And I'm going to talk today about the, the macronutrients, which are three main nutrients you've probably heard of before, which are nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. Yeah. Together they sort of make up that trio that sometimes referred to on fertilizer packets as NPK. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would look at K and not know what that stands for. Absolutely. Well, the the, the main mantra that I have, have learned when I was a student learning about um, plant nutrition is NPK, shoots, roots and fruits. Okay, so the N um, is the nitrogen and that is the shoots component. So nitrogen gives us nice healthy green leaves and it gives grass that sort of lovely lush green coverage on the ground and it's responsible for generally most of the, the leafy you know, plant growth. Then we have the phosphorus, which is the, the P component, and that's our roots Okay, so we, when we apply phosphorus-based fertilisers, we're encouraging healthy root systems. And when we apply potassium, which is the K part of it, um, that's our, our flowers and our fruits. Okay, so fertilisers that um, have a component of, of potassium are what we would apply to our crops, our, our vegetables, our fruits, our flowering plants, anything that sort of produces flowers or, or fruit. Now, there are some vegetables that can actually produce their own nitrogen, so then you don't really need to fertilise much with those ones, like the, or the legume family, for example. That, that is true. That is true. So the plants in the legume family are what we refer to as nitrogen-fixing, um, and they have little nodules on their roots that do allow them to be able to produce nitrogen themselves and 
they're quite often used uh, as green manure crops for this very reason is that they're putting nutrients back into the soil. Even even our plants, um, some of what we would consider our weedier type plants like clover also does this nitrogen fixing and um, most of the plants in the acacia family um, are nitrogen fixing as well with these types of nodules on their roots but one thing to be careful of and there's still a bit of discussion around um, how much benefit the plants are putting back into the soil but there seems to be a commonality um, along the lines of once the plants start flowering they're actually taking nitrogen back out of the soil again. Right so with green manure crops for example then you try to cut them down before they start flowering so that they yes. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and and people sort of tend to think of green manure as things like um oats and barley and all those types of grassy type of plants but even things like sunflowers can be used as green manure crops but again like once before they start flowering is when they need to be they need to be cut back down and, and um, put back into the soil because once that once they start flowering then you know it's sort of stands to reason that they're, they're starting to then draw nutrients out of, back out of the soil to be able to produce those flowers. Well, that kind of makes me think that all those peas and beans that we harvest from our vegetable garden, because mm-hmm. they've flowered and set fruit, yeah. then there's no point in actually leaving their roots in the soil like a lot of garden books or, or people suggest. Yeah, that, that that is true. And as, as I said, there is still some discussion around the benefit of doing that. And look, at the end of the day, you're still putting organic matter back into the soil, but the amount of um, nitrogen that is going back into the soil because of those root systems is still up for debate and still being researched. And, you know, the, the amount of benefit that those particular plants contributing back into the soil in terms of nitrogen fixing is, is still sort of up for discussion. But in terms of, um, you know, adding them back into the soil for soil amelioration and, you know, general organic matter and composting and all, and all that sort of thing, I absolutely still continue to do that. Right. So as far as we're concerned, though, the major nutrients, nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium are taken up by the roots. I don't think too many people would do foliar feeding with an MPK. Would they? Um, not, not so much, although there are products out there like um, some of the liquid fertilisers and the soluble fertilisers that are sort of marketed as, as complete fertilisers or flower and fruit liquid fertilisers that you can apply I usually buy a watering can that encourage you to put them all over the leaves as well as the soil, and they would have a um, a benefit of, of applying them that way too. Right, okay. I hadn't really thought of that. The only time I foliar fertilise is with, a, say, a seaweed solution because it mm-hmm. changes the pH of the leaf so that if that can reduce the, I don't know, powdery mildew that kind of thing yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah there are there are a few different sort of benefits of doing like a foliar application um but as as we spoke before the the amount of nutrient that's actually getting absorbed by the plant i think is minimal compared to what it would be drawing up out of the soil i think improving the soil would be the 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 preferable of the two rather than only applying by by foliar fertilizer Great. Well, there we have it. That's the major nutrients that plants need. And next segment, we'll talk about the deficiencies from these major nutrients. Once again, Kylie, it's been lovely chatting with you on Real World Gardener. Thanks, Marianne.